Hey, you're listening to the RFWP Podcast with your host, Lois McNair and Emily Lewis, where you'll find candid conversations, transparent faith, encouragement, the occasional sarcasm, and a whole lot of grace as they share their walk with Jesus. Here's today's episode. Hi there, friends, and welcome to this week's episode of the Sister Seeker Podcast, where we are seeking truth and finding God's heart. I'm your host, Emily Lewis, and with me is my lovely co-host. Ooh, I got a lovely in there. Thank you very much. (laughs) Lois McNair. Hi, guys. We're so glad to be with you this week. And I have to tell you, um, the decision that we made to go every other week Um, it's hard not to record with you every week, but it's also refreshing um, to just feel like we can kind of plan and sit in the recordings. And and I'm just, I'm thankful for that. So hi, it's good to sit across from you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So good. What is your micro joy this week? Oh, um, Oh, it was 73 degrees here today. Oh, that's amazing. And the sun was out. It was just beautiful and just a, it was just a gorgeous day all day. It went from Mm -hmm. 48 last night, I think by like eight o'clock or nine o'clock, it was 61. And then a couple hours later, it was 73. And I was happy and all my little succulents that are sitting outside were happy. And so that's Mm, my joy. So wonderful. (laughs) Yeah. My micro joy is, yeah, is uh, we ordered pizza tonight. It was so sweet of my husband. He was like, uh, <laughs> yeah, last night. Um, he was like, you don't need to worry about supper tonight. Let's just get pizza and all. Like, oh, thank you so much. But we ordered this pizza. It was barbecue with chicken and onion and bacon and the yellow banana peppers. Mm-hmm. It was really good. That sounds good. That sounds good. We made homemade pizzas like this past weekend because we celebrated my mom's 88th birthday. Mm. She's with me right now and she's been with me almost a month. I'll take her home back home next week. But we did. Everybody uh, just made their own pizzas. I had ingredients everywhere and um, fun. So, yeah, I guess it's pizza week. Yes, it is. At the Lewis's and the Lois's. Always handy. <laughs> there you go. So this week, guys, there's just so much. It feels like there's a lot of heavy in the world this week. If you've been yes. watching news and just an extra dose of awareness of our, which is Ash Wednesday. Isn't that interesting? Just awareness mm-hmm. of our humanity and our frailty and, um, the pain that is around us in the world. So we are going to skip hot takes. It just seems like they don't really matter. You know, we kind of get fired up and our opinions, you know, we have takes on things that do matter, but today that just seem trivial in light of everything else that's going on. Yeah. Um, And I don't know if I've told you, but um, I have a very good friend. Her name is Anya and Anya is um, a Ukrainian citizen, but also a United States citizen. She has dual citizenship. Um, she lives here in, in my area, 
but her son and daughter-in-law live back in Ukraine in her hometown. And so she and I have just been uh, praying every day. She sends me specific things to pray for every day. And, and one of, um, because her, her daughter-in-law and son got the daughter-in-law's grandparents to a hidden place to safety but then they came back to their city to be involved with their church and to support um, standing up for their for their town. Oh, I just pulled my earphone out. <laughs> I'll just talk about you while you cannot hear me. <laughs> um, that was planned. No, uh, <laughs> just back to back to their country. And so she will send me um, a text pretty much every day. Like today, this is specifically what you can join me in praying. And then Sunday at our church, um, Wednesday before the um, invasion of Ukraine, one of our church's partnering pastors and his wife, from Russia had come to the United States um, for some things. And he, he and his wife both spoke at the end of our service Sunday and just brought things back into perspective that, you know, Russia didn't want this. Most of the citizens of Russia, Ukraine, and, and there are, there are part of a coalition of over 400 churches in about three or four countries and and so they've been talking with their the Ukrainian pastors that they partner with and the Russian pastors that they partner with and he just put everything into perspective that um, as believers we just we just need to be praying for for peace and protection and for what which kind of brings us to our topic tonight yeah it does yeah last week as it just got started getting heavy and we see videos that are, I mean, you know, that are just super heavy of real war over there. And I was just drawn to thinking about Jehovah Shalom mm -hmm. and like, where does that show up in the Bible? And uh, so I ended up reading through Judges 6 and learning a little bit more about Gideon naming God, um, mm -hmm. Jehovah Shalom. So tonight we're going to bring you an episode about another name of God. Yeah. Because it's just so valuable tonight. I don't think we have a ton of commentary, but we have a lot of Bible to give you to, that you can tuck in your back pocket, that you can tuck away in your mind. And I mean, you can write it on a note card, take it with you um, mm -hmm. just so we can be encouraged and resting placing our hope and security in God's word and God's truth. Absolutely. Yeah. Why don't you so, take us to Judges chapter six and just kind of share with us and then we'll get a little bit more into the passages we're going to talk about. Sounds good. So this is a story about Gideon and the angel of the Lord comes to Gideon while he is threshing wheat. And at this time in Israel, the Midianites were occupying 
their land. They were over them and Gideon is hiding and he's threshing wheat and the angel of the Lord comes to him and, you know, almost startles him and scares him and says, you know, you mighty man of valor is how it's written in the King James. And I just see Gideon so startled by this, uh, the appearance of this, this being, I don't know where you came from. I don't know what you're doing here. And you're calling me a mighty man of valor. And it just seems all like very intimidating. And he's already, like he's already fearful. You know, I mean, people, they're already fearful because they're already being oppressed and, um, and just, so he's already fearful. He's in a state of being fearful. And then, Mm -hmm. um, and then the angel of the Lord appears to him. (laughs) Right. It's like, I think, I don't think Gideon felt like a mighty hero in that moment. Like you were saying before we hit record, like, yeah, uh, he's, He's being called up into something and God is speaking life and identity over Gideon that Gideon doesn't believe yet. And Gideon hasn't owned yet for himself. So it's very disruptive, really. Yeah. I mean, but I love that you said that he, he, he names him. um, And he, he says, you know, oh, mighty man of valor. But I was uh, listening to an author today who made this statement and I loved it because I think it's applicable to us as well. Um, He spoke to Gideon, not as who he is, but as he will become, Hmm. you know, like you said, calling up who, who God wants him to be. Right. Um, And he comes face to face with this angel of the Lord and with this statement. Right. I'll be quiet so, now and let you go. You're on. good. Yeah. <laughs> so that's in verse, if you're tracking with us, that's in verse um, 12 of Judges chapter six. And they have this interaction back and forth where um, the angel of the Lord is giving Gideon a command that just, you know, to go face these Midianites and Gideon arguing with him, like, I am not worthy. I am not the hero that you think I am, that you just spoke this over me. I'm not, that's not me. It's kind of, you know, going back and forth with this um, angel of God. And it gets down a little further into the story. And in verse 22, it says, when Gideon realized that it was the angel of the Lord, he cried out, oh, sovereign Lord, I'm doomed. I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. Can you imagine the dread and the fear and the awe and the just the respect and everything that comes with realizing you've been face to face with God? And this mm-hmm. is, it's, I don't think we should live in fear and afraid of God, but there's nothing, we can't remove that awe of an all holy, powerful creator. Like if you're face to face with that, it's, it would be very fearful. Yeah even in a healthy way, much less mm-hmm. the unhealthy way that sometimes we adopt this fear of God and right. just afraid that the hammer is going to fall. And so Gideon's response right. is, oh, I've been arguing with God. Oh, this is, <laughs> this is the angel of God. And I've, yeah. I'm, I'm in trouble. And the next verse in verse 23, um, it says, it is all right. The Lord replied, do not be afraid. You will not die. 
And Gideon built an altar to the Lord there and named it Jehovah Shalom, which means the Lord is peace. And God comforted him in that moment of fear, so much fear, but also just fear mm-hmm. of who God was, that he was, I'm, I'm going to die because I saw God face to face, which was an incredible honor. But God says, you're not going to die. Don't, don't be afraid. Peace speaks peace over Gideon. And then Gideon, God, you are the God of peace. And in the time, in a time of conflict, like what we see in the world around us or inside our own hearts, as we're wrestling with truth or we're walking through difficult things, God speaks that peace over us. And then in return, we can speak that back to God and thank him for being that God of peace as Gideon goes on to worship. Yeah, that's good. And I was reading um, a commentary that, that, and, you know, if somebody hears this and that's incorrect, you know, you can email me or text me and say, Hey, I found this, but, um, that this is the only time, it's the first time and the only time that it's Jehovah Shalom, full name. But then there, of course, are 170 more times plus in scripture um, talking about peace and, and using that, but not, not Jehovah Shalom. And one of the things that I found interesting, and of course, if you don't know the story of Gideon, please take the time to go read it because we're not going through the whole story tonight. You know, we we know that he was doubting and and he's, you know, testing things. And that's a whole nother. (laughs) I think that's a whole different episode if that was in doubt (laughs) or if that was, you know, I'm going to put out the fleece. Yeah, that's a that's right. a different <laughs> a different story. And then we know that he does follow God, and you know they overcome the Midianites with nothing but torches and pitchers. Um, and so, anyway, go read the story. But we want to focus on the fact that Gideon named God Jehovah Shalom. And another thing that I read today that I just loved was um, we're not just talking about peace from God or the peace of God, but that God is peace. Mm. And 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 that hit me because a lot of times I think I'm I'm getting peace from God or, you know, um, or, you know, the peace of God that passes all understanding will keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And it's a phenomenal verse, but than to realize, oh, it's not just the peace isn't just from him. It's not just the peace of God that mm. he is peace. He is peace. And um, that's I love that. That's really incredible. It might not line up, but it reminds me of Colossians 1, um, verse 20, where it's talking about Christ. Um, Oh, I don't even know where to start. It says Christ is also the head of the church, which is his body. He is the beginning supreme over all who rise from the dead. So he is first in everything for God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ. And through him, God reconciled everything to himself, 
he made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. Mm-hmm. I think we, we talk about making our peace with God. And I think when we talk about relationship with God, being at peace with God is beautiful. But um, from the other perspective, like God made peace. Like it was his action. And I love those, those examples where it's not just us doing, it's not us making the peace. Mm-hmm. It's God gifting that because he is yeah. peace. He is peace. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would like for us to um, kind of jump. And um, if you are listening and you're not driving down the road or something like that, and you want to um, write down these passages of scripture or look at this, I just want to, we, we're going to kind of jump through and just talk about some passages of scripture that that talk about that peace and and what that means. And we go all the way back to Genesis because Adam and Eve um, chose not to be obedient to God, and um, and these, you know, He's telling them, "Do not eat uh, from the fruit." You may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. In that moment in Genesis chapter 2, when he's talking about um, you shall surely die, um, he's, he's talking about separating them from peace and also you know the the sin then separates them from god and if god is peace then then they're being separated from peace and basically i read that um dying thou shalt not die right so they're going to be dying the minute that we're born we're dying because of the sin of adam and eve and so that peace was broken then. And of course, we know that Christ came and restored that peace um, within within his death, burial, and resurrection on the cross. But that's that's where the, in the next um, chapter, chapter three, entitled The Fall, um, that's where the peace ends, you know, at that time. And then there has to be sacrifice. Um, to restore that. Um, If you look at, let's see, Isaiah chapter nine, we'll go to chapter nine and verse six. Um, And we're talking about uh, here, Isaiah is prophesying uh, of Christ's coming. And in chapter nine, verse six, he prophesies for to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. So again, we're reminded there that when Jesus came and, and made the sacrifice, he is the Prince of Peace. And 
um, if we believe that he is who he says he is, then it should be a constant reminder to us when we're in the midst of storms, when we're in the midst of, of things that, that our peace does not come from something that we conjure up within us. Our peace right. comes from resting in the fact that God is peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so can I put you on the spot? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Just sure. thinking about um, the language around like resting in God's peace. What does that look like for you? Hmm. That's a good question. Practically. I think my first response would be taking my hands off the reins in the middle of the situation, the storm that I'm trying to fix because I can't fix it. Mm. And just saying I, I'm choosing because I'm, I'm still human, right? <laughs> Don't have the full glorified body in mind yet, yeah. um, especially the body. <laughs> just, uh, just the, um, I think just taking the hands off the reins and resting and choosing to say, God, I trust you. You are peace. You are the God of peace. And I may not feel like it right now. Things don't feel peaceful right now, but I'm choosing to step into what I know to be true. And I think I've said this before. We have to step in to what we know to be true about God mm-hmm. when our circumstances don't feel like what we know to be true about him is true. Did you follow yeah. me? <laughs> I'm trying to make Absolutely. that clear. Yeah. I don't know if you're <laughs> planning to go there, but You've already referenced the verse about God's peace being, um, I can't even think of the verse. It's such a common verse. Um, the peace just, of God that passes, uh, that passes all understanding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it doesn't have to make sense. Right. And to other people around us, it might not make sense. To ourselves, it might not make sense. I think all of us have experienced some sort of peace that in, in a situation that it didn't make sense. Right. And that's supernatural that God can provide us with that, that we can stand in that truth and say, you know, the world around me or the world inside of me is in turmoil and I'm going to choose to accept the peace that God is giving Mm -hmm. um, and exchange it for the anxiety, exchange it for the, um, the fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, just this past week, um, a gentleman that really uh, loved on Bobby and I after we were fired from our church four and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and he still mm-hmm. he still uh, um, attends that church, but he just loved on us and he took care of us. And and that had happened in November and then Bobby was hospitalized in December. And then when Bobby had his grand mal seizure in January. And we found out that he's had epilepsy his whole life. Um, he was not allowed to drive for six months. And this older gentleman just stepped up and loved on us. And he took Bobby to some of his doctor's appointments and just, you know, really the hands and feet of Jesus. 
Well, I gave you that perspective because this past week he accidentally butt dialed me and I opened up my phone and I'm like, wow, this is random. Like I haven't, I haven't talked to this gentleman. We haven't talked to him in a couple of years. And I'm like, wow. So I called him back just in case. And we had this fantastic conversation. And in the midst of that, he shared with me that, that he, they had lost their oldest daughter who was 41 to cancer, to abdominal cancer in the last 18 months. Oh my goodness. And he said to me the day that they got the diagnosis, which was not what they were expecting. They thought maybe she had ulcers or whatnot. He said, I could have dropped on the floor and been gone. It was that devastating. But then he, then he went on to share with me. They were around her at the time that she passed away. And his other daughter said, daddy, I, I think she's, I think she's, I think she's gone. I don't think she's breathing anymore. And he said, I, I think you're right, honey. And he said, I cannot explain to you the peace in that moment. He said, we hear about the peace that passes all understanding. We hear about this promise that God promises us peace. And he said, I can mm-hmm. tell you that in that moment, that promise is true. And I'm getting chills now just thinking about the conversation. And at that time, he was sharing that with me this past week. We had not even decided on Jehovah Shalom. And so. um, I love that. mm. Uh, I have a spiritual mentor right now as part of another thing I'm doing. Uh, Mm -hmm. And she calls it. She says, just get ready because I had my first call with her a couple weeks ago. She said, get ready for some collisions. She's like, there's going to be a massive collision of just things lining up. And I love how every week it feels like with our podcast episodes, it's like this thing kind of hits from a different angle. And then you go, wait, what about this topic? And then you can see it's God has been almost preparing our hearts for it for a couple of weeks ahead of time before it was a conscious thought and God is just orchestrating those things. And man, this is a tangent, but I think I'm going to take it. I've been just wanting to see God's hand more active in my life because Mm -hmm. I know that I struggle to see God active in my life because he's felt so distant and passive before. And as we make ourselves aware of God orchestrating things and we invite him and ask him to be pulling these things together. It's just incredible to watch his hand um, move things that I might've missed before that are absolutely not coincidences. Mm. Um, I love it when he does that because my, my doubting heart wants to go, is that a coincidence? And when he pulls things together that absolutely couldn't be, it's like a nod. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A big, yeah. That's yeah. so good. I'm glad you went on your tangent. <laughs> that's a good tangent. Um, I want to jump over to Isaiah 54, chapter 54, mm-hmm. verse 10. Um, and here, this, this section, the prophet Isaiah is... Um, 
talking about. And if you look, I don't know what your chapter title says, but in my in my Bible, the chapter title says the eternal covenant of peace. So if you look in Isaiah chapter 54, and we will um, jump down to verse, I know that like I could read the whole passage, but um, we'll jump down to Mm -hmm. verse um, 10. For the mountains may depart and the hills be removed, but my steadfast love shall not depart from you. And my covenant of peace shall not be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. O afflicted one, storm-tossed and not comforted, behold, I will set your stones in um, antimony and lay your foundations with sapphires. I will make your pinnacles of a gate, your gates of carbuncles and all your wall of precious stones. All your children shall be taught by the Lord and great shall be the peace of your children. And he's prophesying here, of course, um, to the children of Israel. But again, there's an eternal covenant of peace, the covenant of my peace. And again, we're reminded, you know, I hear people and and we, we, you haven't even mentioned it earlier, like, well, you know, I've made peace with it. What does that mean? You know, now it makes me like, what does that mean? Well, I've made peace with it. Okay. We, and I know that we use that and I know we mean well, and I've used it before, you know, I'm okay. I've made peace with it. We're going to move on, blah, 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 blah. We don't. We don't make any peace. Like if we're just really going to strip that phrase down, God is sure. God is God is peace, and God is the one who gave His covenant of mm-hmm. peace to His people. Um, yeah. If you go to um, Psalm Psalm chapter ninety one. And a lot of you are probably very familiar with Psalm chapter 91. But if you go to Psalm 91 and um, and the, the psalmist is talking about God being his, his refuge and his fortress, and we go down to verse 14. Because he holds fast to me in love, I will deliver him. I will protect him because he knows my name. When he calls to me, I will answer him and I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him with long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. That is another promise of peace. If you jump back Mm -hmm. up to to verse um, nine, because you have made the Lord... Lord in all caps there means Lord God Almighty, your dwelling place, the Most High, who is my refuge. No evil shall be allowed to befall you. No plague come near your tent, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. Another version says to have charge over you. It's a promise of peace. Now, that doesn't mean that we're never 
ever going to deal with the storms and the struggles. But in that, it doesn't change that God is still peace. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so comforting to me as just, man, God's so present. And I don't don't know if there's anything else to add to it. (laughs) I don't know if there needs to be any commentary. It's just, wow, as God stills my heart. And that doesn't mean the trouble isn't there. The trouble is still there. I mean, think about Ukraine. I mean, maybe you're listening to this months later, but at the moment we're recording this, like nothing's resolved. Peace over there in a physical sense is so far away, Mm -hmm. but that God can still our hearts. And when his peace comes in, we're able to make decisions that are guided by peace and not confusion and not fear because Mm -hmm. those other things come in and confuse us and God's peace stills us. And we're able to see clearly through his lens, I think. Right. Right. That's so good. And if you go over to John chapter 14, and I've been reading through John again, um, John chapter 14, verse one, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. He says those first six words, let not your hearts be troubled. Go down to verse 27. Can I read it in the message? Oh, please. I love, I love I the just, paraphrasing. I think it's so fun. Mm-hmm. It's uh, John 14, one says, don't let this rattle you. You trust God, don't you? Trust me. Mm. Mm. Good. Verse um, 26. Yeah, verse 26. He says, oh, I'm sorry, verse 25. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you. So he's just given, you know, he's just given a, a long um, list of things he's talking to them about. And he has just promised the Holy Spirit to them. You know, he's letting them know the, that the comforter is coming, that that if helper, that the Holy Spirit is, is going to be sent to them. But he says, these things I have spoken to you while I'm still with you. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. He's promising them that it'll be brought to remembrance. And then verse 27. So before the comforter comes, he comforts his followers. He comforts his disciples by saying, peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled. So he repeats that. Neither let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I'm going away and I will come to you. If you loved me, you would have rejoiced because I'm going to the father for the father is greater than Mm -hmm. I. And he, so as he's telling them, as he's preparing them, um, and Mm -hmm. some point the ascension takes place, 
he's saying, I'm giving you my peace. And then I'm going to send you a comforter to remind you of what I've said, that I'm giving you my peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just love that promise. That, mm-hmm. He says in the message, <laughs> again, it says, um, that's my parting, or I'm leaving you well and whole. That's my parting gift to you. Peace. Mm-hmm. I don't leave you the way you're used to being left, feeling abandoned and bereft. So don't be mm-hmm. upset. Don't be distraught. Oh, yeah. It's his parting gift. Like I'm sending you a comforter. And I'm sure we touched on this when we were talking about the Holy Spirit, because your pastor did when he did his series on the Holy Spirit last year. He's mm-hmm. saying, don't be worried because I'm leaving. You should be glad I'm leaving. You're like, what in the world? You should be glad you're leaving because you're going to your father that's how big a deal this peace and this comforter is Mm -hmm. that jesus says wait no you don't understand it's even better than me being physically with you it just blows my mind that we have and and that we have access to that we don't have access to jesus we didn't get to walk with him when he was here but we have the comforter and his peace accessible to us right it's crazy Yeah. And he says, if I do not ascend to the father, the comforter will not come in another passage Mm -hmm. of scripture. Right. And I hope I'm quoting that correctly because I just kind of pulled it out of my brain. Mm. But, um, (laughs) you know, I, you, if you think about the passages that we've read tonight and how it applies to us, in our lives on a daily basis. We choose to allow that gift of peace to infiltrate our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it may sound harsh, but when we, you know, um, when we say that we believe God's peace is stronger than anything and, and that he is peace and all, but then we continually choose. And sometimes we don't choose. I get that. But when we continually choose to work things out on our own, when we continually choose to try to fix things ourselves, when we continually choose to uh, be upset and, and whatever it is, I'm, I'm not saying that there isn't a time for grief and crying and um, you know, But then again, in scripture, he says, do not be anxious for anything, but in everything with prayer and thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace, which is a verse we talked about earlier of God, which passes all understanding because we can't grasp it. Right. But if you'll just trust me, he says, you know, the peace of God that passes all understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. That's good stuff right there. God is peace. And I just want to repeat that, that I said earlier, as we close, not just peace from God or the peace of God, but God is peace. Mm -hmm. Amen. (laughs) So be it. Let us be reminded. Yes. 
And as we are going about this week, sometimes in those really heavy spaces, we have a lot to pour out to God. And other times, it feels like there aren't words. And just been calling on Jehovah Shalom. And he knows what's on your heart. Just call him, call him by that name. Mm. And let and let him and let him do the rest. Like he knows right. what's on your thoughts, he knows what's on your mind. Our groans, our prayers, our just mm. that sigh is a prayer. Just Jehovah Shalom. Don't you see? Don't you see what we need? Don't you see what they need? Just and let that be a prayer mm-hmm. as we go forward. Yeah. Can we pray as we close our episode? Yes. Today. Mm-hmm. Um, Lord, yeah. I'm just asking you to um, allow the, the words of your, your words, <laughs> the words of scripture, which are your words um, to be reminded uh, in John 14, these things I've spoken to you while I'm still with you. Um, and then we're reminded in scripture that you never leave us. You never forsake us. We're, and whatever we're walking through, whatever anyone is walking through tonight, Lord, or today, whatever day or night or middle of the night or early morning that, that they hear this episode, Father, I just pray that you, I don't know how to pray this correctly, Lord, but that you that you nudge them, that you remind them, that you that the Holy Spirit reminds them that you are peace, and for them to rest in that, because if we believe you, which we do, and that you are Jehovah Shalom, then we need to take our hands off and rest in you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine on you. Amen. His countenance to shine on you. The Lord be gracious to you and give you peace. In Jesus name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. As always, you can reach out to Lois and Emily at hello at sisterseeker.com. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would mean the world to us if you would consider supporting the RFWP. You can go to patreon.com slash sisterseeker. Another way to show your support is by leaving us a review. This helps get this cause and this message to more women like you. We'll see you next week. Thanks for being here, friend.